0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season Three, Episode Number Seventy Four. On this Friday, October First, Two Thousand and Twenty One. Frank and Nick, how are you guys doing today?
1: Doing pretty well. Uh, ready for another weekend of my football teams failing me. So I'm already geared up and ready for the disappointment.
0: Syracuse is um Syracuse is not beating Florida State. I, I think you guys get the the dub over there. I don't have much confidence. We'll in We'll see.
1: It'll be close. Like, they will be very like reminiscent. Albany. I don't know. It'll be very They'd reminiscent like of like Albany, a Jaguars Wolverine. Texans game, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think Florida State and Syracuse are the two worst teams in the ACC. I think there's teams that are worse at least, right? Or are we the two the worst? I guess. I don't know what you been <laughs> watching, but yeah, been I guess we're the two- worst. There's not like a, another team that's you know as bad. I, I guess not. But I know Syracuse gets into ACC play um, starting up, so we're gonna have a fun time the next like 10 weeks or so. Um, But we're here to talk about some NFL and NBA topics. Tom Brady um, returning to Foxborough for the first time, obviously, since he left the Patriots. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Richard Sherman signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what that means for them. And then moving on to the NBA portion of the episode, we'll talk about if Michael Porter Jr. is overpaid. And lastly, we'll talk about Russell Westbrook's comments on not wanting to play for the Clippers this season. And, you know, we have other topics sprinkled in there. As well, so without further ado, let's dive on. And we begin today's episode with Tom Brady returning to Foxborough. Um, obviously, this is a pretty big one Sunday night football, Patriots, Bucks. And you know, so far, I would say Tom Brady has gotten the advantage over Bill Belichick, obviously, since they've split. I mean, Tom Brady literally won a Super Bowl, Bill Belichick has been seven and nine last year and like one and two, about to be one and three this year. Um, so I see a lot of people on like, you know, YouTube or like Instagram, whatever. And they're, you know, talking about how Bill Belichick doesn't want to, you know, be known as a guy that, this would be a huge game for Bill Belichick to prove that he's not the guy that got carried. But I think that debate has already been settled or at least this game won't settle a debate. The game, The thing that will settle the debate is the championships won. I mean, if the Patriots win a ring, like next year, this year even, then obviously things will change a lot. But this game, a regular season game, like won't mean much if the Pats get the best of Tampa Bay and they win. Because Tampa got the, the ultimate trophy, you know, back in February. I think this game doesn't mean much in terms of that. I think it's just a cool thing, you know, to see them, you know, go at it again. And we, we heard that, you know, Bill Belichick, his last communication with Tom on the Patriots was a phone call. Because he said he's too busy to talk one more time. And that kind of just tells you, you know, how petty he was and, you know, how much worse the relationship got. So this should be a fun one. Um, and I think, you know, for Bill right, right now, it's, it's not looking too good for him.
2: Well, I mean, the NFL is a business and regardless of, uh, you know, friendships or whatever, it's still a business. I mean, think about the three of us. I mean, we're all friends and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's a business with what, what we do and what we, you know, everything's a business you know, and there's a business side of a relationship and a, you know, friendship side of a relationship and they don't have that friendship side of a relationship anymore because Brady's playing for another team. You know, if you left this podcast and went to go play for somebody else, we wouldn't have that business side of the relationship went to anymore. go play
0: for somebody else. like a podcast. I mean, That's like We're talking fine.
2: in, you know, these terms, but I mean, that's the reality of it. The NFL is a business and, you know, Belichick and Brady are both a little bit stubborn, I think. And, you know, Brady's in that retiree kind of carefree mode now that he's down in Tampa and, and they're winning. And Belichick's kind of struggling now without a quarterback in New England for the past, you know, year. Now he's got Mac, um, but listen, the the real thing that I'm cre- like ready to see is you know Robert Kraft and you know Brady's family in the suite with them all together and the relationship that they had because it was really good. And Belichick is the one that wanted to move on from Brady, and Kraft is the one that kept him around for a few more years. So that'll be really cool to see for me. And I and I'm sure Brady to is going to happen. And for a touchdown, that, that spike and the celebration from that is going to be pretty cool, and I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, but I think we need to pump the brakes on
1: this Brady versus Belichick debate. Everybody wants to tear one of them down, and I just think it's ridiculous. Um, Belichick is one of the greatest coaches ever, and Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and like, I think both can be true. You don't have to tear one down for another to be true. Uh, has Belichick struggled since Brady left? Yes, but that team was also on a downward spiral before Brady left, and, you know, like the Bucks right now are a tremendously better team than the Patriots. So I don't think Tom Brady winning on Sunday. If they do, you know, that's not even a given, but I don't think if Brady wins on Sunday, that doesn't really tell me anything at all. That just tells me the Bucks are a better team than the Patriots.
0: You know, it doesn't tell much on Sunday, but I do think it, there's something to the Patriots spending all this money during the off season and expectations because last year, the expectations for the Pats weren't high. It was like, you know, They can maybe make the playoffs, but for New England this year, if they don't make the playoffs, Bill Belichick has to get some of the blame. I don't care. I'm sorry. He does. This is a team that spent the most money in free agency by far out of any team this season. And they have a, a top five defense on paper, at least an offense that has some weapons with a rookie quarterback that they like. So yeah, if they don't get the job done, of course, he should be blamed for that. You have to blame him a little bit. You can't just have him go blameless. Well,
2: and they would really just need to improve off last season. They were 7-9 and nine with no weapons on offense on Cam Newton, at quarterback who struggled mightily in the second half of the season. So, you know, this year, like you said, I saw a lot of people not really predicting them playoffs, but a lot of people had them around, you know, between 8 and 10 wins. And I think that's a fair mark. I thought they'd be a little bit better. I thought they'd surprise people. But, you know, at this point, it, it, it seems, you know, like they might not get back to 7 wins. And who knows? You know how the Patriots are. They usually always get better as the year goes on. Um, And we know that we've seen that what a thousand times before. So we'll see, but you know, this is not going to be easy in this week against the Bucs. And I think that, you know, Brady and the Bucs are going to have a substantial upper hand over the Pats this week. And even though they have a top five defense, I expect Tampa to score 30 points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're hungry. They just lost, you know, Brady's going to be extra motivated off that loss. And obviously
1: double extra motivated because you say belichick
0: isn't going to be motivated i think they're both going to be very motivated i mean this is, yeah you, but they but know like, the importance again, of this game
1: once again this bucks team just seems really hungry again this year and like that, that's like you know that's the whole team that's the players like i just think they have that upper hand and above all else they're just a better team by far.
0: Yeah, I, I think the players like want it more for brady i don't know like yes. you think belichick has that like do you think the the Patriots players really care about winning it for Belichick? It's, I mean, perhaps, it, I mean, but I don't the think the they, that's the relationship. The matter
1: is, no coach will ever motivate the players the way a player can. Yeah, like, exactly. The players will never rally around a coach the way they'll rally around Tom Brady, like Jared Dudley,
0: last year with the Lakers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's on the Mavs. Now. I mean, he's he's he's. The, I mean, it's weird because he still acts like a player even though he's a coach. Like I saw mm-hmm. him, like you know, the the warm up jersey, like shooting around. But I mean, that's besides. You yeah, get what I'm
1: saying. Like no coach will ever be able like all, all the best leaders in sports are players. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, and it, it's just as simple as that. Obviously the players are going to be hungrier for Brady. Do you think I though mean- that
0: like when they have the, the ceremony for like the intro, of the video, the, in, the intro video, where like they play all like the, the tributes of what Tom Brady did for the Patriots and, and they go off and like, you know, thank you, Tom, for what you did. I have heard some NFL players say that's in a very, very emotional moment, obviously. So like, Possibly could that like distract and derail Tom no. Brady on Sunday? No,
1: he's he's just unfaithable. He's he's a robot. <laughs> know, it's
0: t- that's a lot of emotions. Of 20 Bro, has, of that. That a twenty years of the whole like five minute video for you. Like Peyton Manning said, there was a four minute video for him he, when they went to I mean, Brady in said India. he's
1: made it very clear though this is just a game for him. Well, plenty of time to look back on his career when he retired. But come on,
0: that's all players talk. That's all players. But this talk. is Tom
1: Brady though. This isn't just a player. This is Tom that's, Brady. That,
0: and that's that's all. Has, like look you really think a video
2: game. you really think a video though is gonna it's gonna be like him?
0: five minutes frank and it's gonna be care. emotional it's gonna okay. be an emotional thing
2: and then guess what he's gonna go out there and throw his first completion to chris godwin by the way and then
0: maybe during the second half he'll get easy i think the first half is gonna be really tense though i think it is. i do think, think so the first drive
2: i don't think so and dude, dude, you, you guys know what are
0: crazy it's no. a lot of emotion we'll he's see. We'll tape, we'll but, we'll see. but guys like tom
2: brady lebron like ronaldo for example like those guys don't get affected by that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Most human other typical beings. play.
0: They're human yes, beings. Uh, You're not robots. They're not,
2: they are, but they're not like they're, they're, they're meant to have like that killer mentality. I don't know. And did you also
1: have to remember what are their 22 starters on an NFL team? Tom Brady's one of them. Like the other, the other 21 guys really won't be affected. Maybe Gronk will a little, but like the defense isn't going to be affected. Be and they're, they're one of the best defenses in the league at getting their offense, a good starting field position. So you know what's stopping them from getting the bucks a short field. Brady throws a touchdown to Gronk, and then it's just over from there. Well, I'm not
0: saying they're gonna lose. I'm talking about Tom Brady's individual individual yeah, but, performance. Yeah, but
1: they'll be they'll be fine though. They have such a good defense. They're just such a better team. Like
0: ugh, they'll be fine. And is something to be said for like Belichick knowing Brady? Because I don't think so too much because I think you know Bel- Brady knows Belichick equally oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, but I've heard some people say like that you know Brady might have a bad game because because of that, but
2: no nah, because. Know much of that because you know like you said tom knows exactly what the patriots do their schedule for the week etc so like they they have that advantage on each other and honestly you know listen like Graf said earlier i think this was a key point the bucks players want this more for tom they know what this means to brady they you've seen the impact that he's made on that locker room with guys like fournette devin white you know the receivers and everyone like he's made a huge impact on these players and they've elevated their levels of play i mean you know, a lot of these guys were good players before Brady came to Tampa, but now they're elite. And I think that they want it so much more for Tom and they know how much this means to him really in the back of his mind. Cause you know, the way that everything fell out and stuff. So I, I think, like I said, Tampa's going to have a dominant performance on Sunday. I really do. I think it's not even going to be close.
1: Yeah, I agree. Honestly, especially after seeing what the uh, Saints defense did to Mac Jones last week. I mean, the Bucks defense is just as talented. I would say, I mean, it's close and like they could do a lot of the same stuff. Um, you know, Mac Jones is struggling a little bit right now,
2: all the rookie quarterbacks are. So I just think the Bucs defense will take advantage of that. Well, speaking of the Bucks defense, I mean, they just added Richard Sherman and, uh, you know, he's probably going to play this week. I think he hasn't played in over a year, um, but he signed a one year, $2.2 million deal with the Bucs on Wednesday, worked out for them on Tuesday and then announced Wednesday morning on his pod that he signed. And he said that Brady's phone call was, you know, like a difficult opportunity to pass up. And it seems like you, a lot of guys we've seen the last couple of years, Gronkowski, you know, even Gio Bernard, you know, coming to the bucks to play for cheap and stay with Brady and, you know, wanting an opportunity to win also Antonio Brown and, you know, Sherman was the highest rated corner by PFF in 2019. So he could still play, you know, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but the bucks are slim at corner right now. I mean, Jamal Dean's hurt Sean Murphy bunting. So they really needed somebody out there. And Sherman's just another key veteran piece to add, considering that he has such a great leadership value as well. I mean, I think this was a great signing um, and he could still be very effective. And Todd, Todd Bowles will be, you know, delighted to have a guy like Richard Sherman added to that secondary, which does need some veteran presence because there's a lot of great young players, but they do need someone that can lead, you know, and, you know, lead by example, I'd say. Mm -hmm. This is just so interesting to me. This is just like adding another huge
1: name into like this huge, this huge thing they got going on. This is the NFL's equivalent of the Lakers. I mean, this is legitimately like the 2015 all pro team, Antonio Brown, Richard Sherman, Gronk, Tom Brady. It's the same thing with the Lakers, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and then like LeBron is their leader, obviously Dwight Howard. Like it's just. Carmelo Anthony. It's, Rondo. It's just, I mean, it all yeah, it, nice. it's just, it's just fascinating to see. Just, it, it, like anytime something goes wrong for the box, Tom Brady just picks up his phone, calls another ex all pro player join the team. And then they join. I mean, this is, it's just insane. Um, I don't know how well Sherman will play. Um, hopefully he's healthy now. Obviously he's never been a fast guy, but he's so skilled. He's so like big and long. Like, he's a very lanky corner, so he, he's he got plenty of skill. It'll be interesting to see if he can play well, but at the very least um, probably be able to teach the young guys a thing or two because it's a very young secondary they have there. So, I mean, this is um, obviously I would say a high upside signing. Nothing really bad can come out of this. A lot of people question like the personalities, but same thing with Antonio Brown. Tom Brady gets these guys under wraps, and then they – You know they listen, they respect him, and they just they come and they play well.
0: Yeah, I mean Jamel Dean, the Bucks cornerback, um, has been terrible so far. You know that's why Mm -hmm. they really want Richard Sherman because I mean Dean's been getting cooked and he's you know doubtful and and, yeah he's hurt he's doubtful for Week Four. So I think you know adding Richard Sherman to the secondary is huge because, like Frank said, in he was PFF's top rated corner in 2019 with a 90.3 PFF grade and. The thing also is that he was regarded as a top three cornerback and people don't talk about this enough. I remember it was Jalen Ramsey, Stefan Gilmore and Richard Sherman. The three guys, Tredavious White was like Tredavious White was also in that conversation, but those are the four guys being talked about as the best corners in football just literally two years ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, so the fact that they were able to add him and he's still, you know, relatively young. I think he still has a shot to, you know, return to a top 10 level. I think he could still be like a top, maybe a top 10 to 15 level guy. I don't know. But based on his mindset where he said he expects to play at an all pro level this season, there's no reason to not believe him considering the last time he played, he was, you know, an all pro guy. And yes, he got cooked in the Super Bowl once by like uh, Sammy Watkins. But like, I mean, it was one game. It was one game. He yep. played good in the regular season that year and in the playoffs for some of the games versus Minnesota and Green Bay.
2: Well, like 2019 from now is a long time. So like, I think there's going to be like that substantial drop off, especially like in his first few games, because he's rusty. He hasn't played an NFL game in two years. And that, I expect that. But at the end of the day, you know, this Bucks defense has struggled kind of mightily so far. They've been unimpressive. They've been really not able to generate a pass rush like we've seen in past years. And they're desperate for a corner right now. So eventually I think it's going to pan out. But either way, if he doesn't pan out to be like a stud, I still think he could be a, like a reliable corner on the outside and just help the defense that, you know, the secondary that's banged up.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did play last year, though. He, he did get hurt. Um, yeah, but I he, think, he missed, what, 11 games, I think? Yeah, but he did play last year, so it's not like he missed a full season of NFL I football. Guess. So I don't think yeah. he's as rusty as people are making it out to be. And, you know, he is, he's 33. That's kind of old, but for somebody who's as skilled as he is and who did it, for, like, did it so well for as long as he is, I don't think that's that big of a concern. Now he's coming to a team with a bunch of great players, especially up front. He won't have to cover that long, hopefully. And I think I think he'll be fine for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but do you okay. think his Im- impact okay. will be like instant, though? Like, do you, you think like no. right away, a couple coming weeks? Is- it's very rare. He it, won't it was play that much on last year. You know, it's like it took a few weeks for him to get integrated into get the offense into, yeah. and really start to produce. And now, I even think. this year, you saw he was much better. But, but they Sherman need might- him,
0: though. They need but him. But Sherman right, Mike? might.
1: Yeah, like Sherman might get thrown right into the fire though, because yeah. Murphy bunting's out and well, like, honestly, he, if he does get thrown into a fire, what better game to start that with them versus the Patriots? They don't really have a yeah, yeah great great receiver, great receiver game yeah. breaker at receiver yeah. that they have to cover. So
0: but yeah, anyway, let's but, get like he'll the play what, like half the snaps at most, no. maybe like he a might, quarter. You think I he's gonna play that much? like how does I he don't even know. know all the plays and stuff? I mean, he doesn't know I mean, much about the playbook and their system.
2: I guess, but like they need him out there, so
1: like Listen, they're just going to tell him, Todd Bowles loves to blitz. They're just going to tell him, just guard one of these receivers. We're going to send eight guys to the quarterback and just do your thing. I don't think it's that Especially since Matt,
2: the, the blitzing a rookie quarterback usually ends up in you know, good favor of the defense. So Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the MV race so far. Um, this list is pretty interesting. It's Notably, it's all quarterbacks. We have Stafford leading the way, then Brady, Mahomes, Rogers, uh, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray. Um, all their odds are pretty similar. So, I mean, obviously it's only three weeks in, so it's really anybody's game here. Um, but, you know, my money's on Stafford right now. I know he's the favorite, but the Rams, they look like they're going to be the best team in the NFL this year. They just beat the Bucs, who were my best team going into the week. Um, and I think that's what the award is now. It's, it's the quarterback who puts up good numbers on one of the best teams in football. You know, it's, it's not going to go to a running back. It's not going to go to a receiver. Um, so I think Stafford's the easy favorite here.
0: You know, I, I agree. Stafford's my guy just because you look at down the line, like Brady could be right in the running. But I mean, Tampa is so stacked and I think they already lost the Rams. I don't see how they have a better record than the Rams in the regular season. And mm-hmm. if, even if they do, you know, their roster is so stacked. I don't think the the narrative will be that. I don't think the narrative will really give Brady another MVP. I don't, I don't think like, the media will give him another one. Um, You know, Mahomes, they're one and two. I think the the media is just tired of Mahomes. It's like the it's like the LeBron effect in the NBA where like they don't want to give it to him cuz you know they're just so old of him already, which has been like crazy cuz it's only been like 3 years. And then Rodgers could win. I think Rodgers could win. Allen, Josh Allen could as well, but but Kyler can't. Kyler can't because they're not going to win the division and they might not even win like 11 games or 12. Like they'll be really good the Cardinals, but with that NFC West, I mean they play the Rams this week. If they lose that game, they're all something like a fifth seed now or sixth seed in the NFC. And, you know, that's not going to win you MVP. So Stafford pretty much is, is the favorite. There's a couple of guys I named, right? like Rodgers, like Allen, um, Brady, even, who could still win. But I got Stafford for now.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm on board with Stafford. But I've seen these odds kind of, you know, disappointed that I don't see Derek Carr here because the Raiders are three and oh, and he's kind of played superb football so far. But so we're I think not expecting him definitely-
0: to keep it up though. Well,
2: I mean, Derek Carr has never been the problem with the Raiders, though. Yeah, you know, and I
1: mean, he Derek Carr is the main reason they're 3-0 and right now. I mean, yeah. he's by far the most important player on that team. No,
0: agreed, but are we expecting Las Vegas to win 13, 12 games? I don't think so. No,
2: I don't think so. I don't think they so They play either, the
0: Chargers. I think they're going to lose this week, actually. But too, I'm saying, so has clearly. he not
2: played better this season so far than than
0: Josh Allen? And like, he's played better than Josh Allen so far. Yes. But it's only been three weeks and this is like a future productions as well. No, I, like I understand that, like but the, he deserves a
2: shout on this list. He deserves to be there. I mean, there's six guys. On I don't think,
0: list. I don't think below, I, I think he's not above any, any of these guys on the list. I well, mean, if if Rogers
2: did lay an egg in one of the weeks and we've only played three games, Rogers is two
0: so. Rogers is I mean, They won two straight now. They're fine now. Yeah. Yeah. No, They're I know, are, but.
2: You can't deny Derek Carr's been a top three quarterback so far this year in football. There's no but there's what is
0: that? What value does that hold at this point in the season?
2: Well, it's still early in the world
1: where he did keep playing like that, then he would be an MVP favorite. Exactly.
0: The way I see the MVP odds right now is that they're taking something into account for the first three weeks but they're also looking at like how they're going to keep it up in their future projections. Yeah. And that's so, why definitely. Mahomes
1: is this high on this list, because if we're just yeah, going exactly. off the, one the, the first the three weeks, Mahomes has not been a top three quarterback, just based off the first three weeks of play. I would say, I would say Stafford, Brady and Derek Carr um, and Kyler, Kyler and Murray Herbert, as well. Guys, what about but,
0: Herbert? We're, we're just going to throw him. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, but the
1: numbers are a huge part of it. When talking about MVP, and he has three, three picks, done great right? things, yeah, but- I mean, like, Kyler Murray's numbers especially are ridiculous. Uh, same thing with Brady. They both just have so many touchdowns, and, th- you know, yeah, that's when what the Herbert, MVP voters When does.
0: Herbert and Mahomes throw picks, it's not even their fault. It, it's always, like, a tip pass. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, the Mahomes picks he's had, it's just been tip passes that the receiver's job. Same with the, um, Herbert and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't even actually throw yeah, real think, picks.
1: I think Herbert made, a, like, a solid ca- a case, you know, for maybe an MVP. Because they had such a big win versus, like, on the road versus the Chiefs, easy the biggest win of uh, Herbert's career. But once again, it's only week, week three. I know coming up, they play the Browns soon. They play the Steelers soon, and then obviously they play the Chiefs again. Like, if you're gonna win MVP, you gotta like really play well in all of those big games.
2: So we'll, well see. And like you said, like Ben said too, you gotta win like your division. You gotta be like one of the best teams in football. So yeah, like- you usually do, especially yeah. recently. That's why Stafford has to, like you guys said, has to be the shout so far because they're mm-hmm. probably going to be the one of the best teams in football. They, they are right now, and he's been absolutely dominant. And you know what, Stafford is a guy that's been kind of undershadowed all like his career because of you know Detroit and them not being able to surround him with talent. So I think that he's kind of a guy that people really want to see win an MVP, especially the media in the NFL because he's I would love to a, see it a too. great dude exactly. Mm-hmm. And then even possibly a Super Bowl. So to me, there's no debate, Stafford. And you know what, plus six hundred. Not a bad person to put your money on because I think he will be able to keep this up and it's definitely sustainable.
0: Mm -hmm. Who's the dark horse, guys? Any dark horse names you have in mind? I think Dak. Dak.
1: I mean, I I, think I I think Justin Herbert is the dark horse. We already hit on him. They're like the the Chargers could easily win twelve games and win the division. Obviously, we're all so high on the Chargers. So
0: yeah, I mean, if I have to pick one guy that you guys haven't named yet, it honestly might have to be Derrick Henry. And I, it's. Wow, it's you know, I'm going with Derrick Henry still because he's what like 350 rushing yards, so he's on pace for 2000 again. And what is he, you know, two and one Titans? They're at the Jets this week, that's a W. They'll be three and one, they're gonna win the AFC South, and they'll be like 12 and five with that week. They're gonna beat the Jags and Texans twice still, they haven't played them once, so they'll have seven wins already just for free. The Jets and the Texans and Jags twice, and it's only like, I mean, yeah, but.
2: it's always – it's like a – basically, it should just be the you know the best QB award, not really MVP. Yeah, because you know, who
1: was the last non-quarterback twin? It was Adrian Peterson in 2012, um, and I think a, a large part of that was the storyline because he tore the ACL. I mean, obviously, he had a tremendous season, but, I mean, they were a team that barely made the playoffs. They um they, I, they were the, like the sixth wild so card bad. team that year, and – I, I, that was that year was just an anomaly. I I want to say how ha- what was it like 15 of the last 16 MVP awards have been quarterbacks? But you know like
0: why that? I think so this year is because you know if Rodgers doesn't have that big, you know, historic season for a quarterback, Henry would la- Henry would have won last year. He came in second place. Mahomes is not, you know, looking that sharp at least at least right now. At least right now. I mean, but-
1: maybe, but Mahomes
2: still had a great year last year.
0: If he's going up against Stafford, though, as his main quarterback competition. Derek yeah, but Henry, Stafford's, can get it. Stafford
2: has a good story because he came yeah. from Detroit. He and came also,
0: from a good story. Come I mean, on, also, <laughs> I think the Rams
1: are going to win 15 games this year. They already beat the ball. If the Titans like the win 13, though,
0: what if Tennessee wins 13 games? Yeah, but there, they, you know, like, 13 wins in, in 2,000 yards. And if they only win time. 11
1: wins and we're looking at a Rams team with
2: 15 wins. It's oh, not no,
0: agreed. Agreed.
2: And I don't think the Titans really are that great. And yeah, they're and banged they up. They the beat, they've with, won
0: in Seattle. I mean, they're they're a pretty good football team.
2: The, the Titans
1: to me just scream 11 and 6. So I don't know. That's that's that? how I view it.
0: I mean, they do to be fair, like they play the Jets this week, and like like I said, their schedule is pretty easy. The AFC South doesn't play too many tough opponents.
2: Yeah, like and they I'm do sure run
0: real obviously. quick. Like, yeah, like I mean, they play the 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 Steelers. Like, I mean, I guess the Steelers are okay. The Dolphins. Can I just
1: throw something out there about the Jets? They have 20 points total through three weeks, which is the least in the NFL since 1946.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Jets. Jay. And they scored 14 in week one. So yeah, six, and they scored six, six,
1: six, six, six in week two J- and zero J- in week three. They scored 20 S-
2: total. S- Bro, you guys are throwing a lot of shade at the Jets, though, who who, who like I get it, they're they're bad, but your giants <laughs> I are I were, S- were, S- the S- The Giants S- are S- S- awful giant, S- Your Giants S- were expected to win games and okay, you still how can,
0: many so. How many points have we scored <laughs> up? More than 20. I, I get it. The,
1: the Giants awful. are awful. The Giants are a laughing stock, but that
2: statistic is just great. Well, yeah, obviously. But like the listen, you guys were supposed to win. At least
0: we actually compete in the games. You guys just get blown out. Okay, you still lose. You're, you're, your, di- <laughs> your disciplined head coach can't even get your guys to not, not commit penalties.
1: What, is, what do they always say? You are what your record says you are. We're both 0-3. We both suck. We're both yeah. awful.
0: They play the Saints. The Jets just have a win. funny
1: statistic to attach to their name that we don't.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, look, we have a, a funny statistic that we're the worst team in football um, ever since the boat picture. And I mean, we have a lot of like, yeah. statistics at this point. That, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we shouldn't be talking <laughs> the too boat much yeah, we're like, what are we twenty like eighty since the boat picture? It's like twenty and like sixty or whatever. It's actually like that bad, but um, let's talk about the Chiefs now. You know, I don't want to talk about this for too long, drag it on because I mean, obviously the media has been talking about this a lot about how the Chiefs are one and two. You know, it's time to panic in KC with the Broncos being three and zero, with the you know Raiders being three and zero, the Chargers being two and one, having just beat the Chiefs. Um. But I'm on the side of Vegas. Vegas is not panicking whatsoever. They're still the clear favorites to win the AFC West, according to Vegas, the Chiefs are. So there's no reason to panic. I think people lose sight too much of, you know, it's only been three weeks of the season. It hasn't been six, hasn't been eight. You know, let's revisit this at week nine and let's see what happens. Because I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the lead by a game or two by week nine. So it's week three of 17 games a lot of football to be played. Let's pump the brakes.
2: They're going to they're gonna go on a tear. It's just a matter of time. And, you know, as you guys know from, you know, his days with the Giants, Spags will always get the defense to get, you know, come together at one point, one point or another. And, you know, they've had some injuries. Matthew missed the first week with COVID. And, you know, Frank Clark had an injury himself. So he missed some time. But listen, they'll be fine. They'll, that defense will figure it out. They won't be great, but they'll at least be average. And, uh, you know, the offense... They've had yeah. if you watch, it's the, you know, the Chargers game even last week, some of the turnovers were very, very unlucky. Um, you know, the fumble, you know, the the tip pass pick like they've just had some had some mental mistakes. And Mahomes said this week, you know, we have our backs against the wall now. Like, how are we going to respond? And, you know, I think they're going to respond very well. They kind of have an easy game this week against Philly defense that, you know, you could do whatever you want against. Uh, I think they'll find their rhythm and then I think they'll uh, go on a winning tear from there.
1: I'm about to say some really controversial stuff right now, so just brace yourselves. Um, Like you keep saying, like the the Chiefs were unlucky last week. Like oh, like one play didn't go their way, one interception didn't go their way. But didn't Patrick Mahomes throw like throw the most dropped interceptions in NFL history last year? Weren't they like extremely lucky last year? And this is is that
0: that actually real? Because I see so many people saying. I I thought
1: it was Josh Allen last year too. I, I have it right here. He threw 19 dropped interceptions, which was the most in the NFL at least last season. I don't know if it's all-time, but it yeah. was the most last season. Who
0: made it, that stat? P- I think PFF does that stat, right? I'm pretty sure it's PFF. But, okay, all I'm saying is 19
1: is still a lot. 19 dropped okay, interceptions yeah. is a lot. So they got lucky last year, and this defense is horrible. There's no reason to think they're going to turn it around. This is a team that coming up on Spags. their schedule. This is, Spags as a Giants Spags team <laughs> are really going to go there. Remember like the, the, the second stint
2: with the Giants? He was not good. But, yeah, but – has, they have, like, it's Steelers not like they players. don't have talent on the defense. They have, like, Matthew, LeJarrius, Neid, really Jaron Reed, though. Chris Jones, Frank like Clark. They, they have, have, they some, have guys. some good players,
1: like Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones,
2: sure. But, like, I mean, look,
1: this is a team that has Buffalo coming up. They have the Titans in two weeks. They have the Packers in four weeks. Like, what if, like, they those aren't all easy wins. You know, this is a team that, once again, some of the interceptions don't go their way. Their defense can't stop anybody. You know, just because you have a good offense that does not translate to wins. How many years do we see that with the Packers? How many years did we see that with the Giants in like in 2015? They were that, was the, one they were... that was the
0: one year we were. Yeah, but look at the Somewhere Packers for like a lot
1: of a lot of the 2010s, they were scoring points and not winning. Um okay, but I look mean... at
0: like look at the Chiefs.
1: Like even but, last year, their defense isn't the best. But this, is, but this best. is what the Chiefs are going to become, is my point. They're going to become Fair the enough. Packers uh, from like around 2015 where they score 30 a game and it doesn't matter. It's because and they this... have to pay the quarterback now. And listen, I'm not saying the Chiefs won't be good. I still think they win 11 or 12 games, but I'm super high on this Chargers team. They have a quarterback who can go out there and win you games. Look on at, the
0: rookie the, deal, yeah. Look,
1: look at the fourth and 10 play versus the Chiefs. Justin Herbert made that throw. Who was it? Keenan Allen came down with it, I believe. Like Mike, it was, Williams. Like, uh, Mike, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. It was a huge play, though. And like that is a play that like, if you can go out there and win a game like that, that shows me that your coach has trust in you. And by the way, their defense is just, uh, they're great. Asante Samuel's playing well. You got Bosa, Derwin James. Like, You have so many players the Chargers might be a better team than them. So
0: well, Yeah, that's telling because of the contracts that they're on. Like Mahomes is on the massive yeah. deal. They'll be de- continuing yes. to decline. Well, he yeah. a rookie deal still. And he'll-
2: exactly. The Chargers can surround him with the most talent possible yes. because he's on so, that rookie deal. But the
0: overarching question
1: here is, am I concerned about the Chiefs a little bit? I'm not saying they're going to be bad this year. I still not think they're like to around not, not 12 this year. games. But I really don't think they win the Super Bowl. I think going back three years in a row is tough. And I think there are some noticeable flaws in this team that we have not seen in recent years. Well, definitely.
2: And it doesn't help that they're in the most competitive division in football because they lost last year to the Raiders. The Broncos are solid now in the chart. they already lost to the Chargers. So you know But the
0: Broncos and Raiders, I I think that's a bit of an overreaction. They put no definitely Jaguars, the Giants, and Jets. Let's pump the Raiders here, fellas. They're still more competitive.
2: They're still competitive. They're still competitive. And they, like they at least the team has bright. Those teams have bright spots and, and mm-hmm. they've won so far. So the Chargers getting,
0: are the real threat though. The Chargers are the this real
1: threat. This Chiefs team is so close to being 0-3 too. They were really so close. And I get it. They're close to being 3-0 and 0 as well. But mm-hmm. well that, it, it's like the fact that like they had to have the Browns really shoot themselves in the foot to win that game. I mean, this is a team that doesn't like look perfect like they did last year. They don't look unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And that's just my takeaway. I, that, I mean, that's fair. And listen, I think next I, year though, like,
0: next year is the panic year. I think this year, they're, they're, like, like I said, was sort of fine. Like I said before,
1: two weeks from now they play the Bills and then the Titans, and the Bills are looking They'll good, and the Titans beat the are Titans and
0: the Bills. They beat the Browns already. They'll beat the Bills and Titans. Barely, I and they lost to the Ravens and Chargers.
2: I don't know about the Bills though, because the Bills defense looks a lot better, and like their offense finally. They of have
0: the Bills' number. Listen, they, in their, their next five games, the they have Bills. Buffalo.
2: Buffalo, Tennessee, and Green Bay. That's a tough Did we slate. not
0: watch the AFC Championship when they beat oh, like 38-6? It's a different year, though. It's a, it's a different it was, year. That was, but it was 38-6. I mean, they blew them out of the water. It didn't change – things haven't changed that drastically Where their buffalo's defense we'll is a see. lot
2: a lot better now yeah we'll a lot see better. If, buffalo's in the middle pack
0: defensively last year the
1: chiefs have a tough slate coming up and i wouldn't be surprised if they were like 3 and 5 or something like that or 4 right, and 4
0: well, let's revisit this i would love to i'm not I panicking i, I, much I think they'll win though.
2: no i'm not panicking either but i think they're going to win still i'm still saying they're going to win 11 or 12 games i just so that's don't low for think, the chiefs
0: i'm saying 13 still
1: i just don't think they're like a super bowl favorite right now cuz there are holes in this team they're not better than the rams or bucks so,
0: so maybe AFC wise, though, AFC wise, are you having them making out the AFC?
1: Bills are better to me, right? Probably. Now. I'm leaning towards Kansas City, but they're not my overwhelming
2: favorite anymore.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that, yes. that's that's fair.
2: Yes. Let's uh, you know, switch gears to the NBA portion of the pod. Excuse me. Was Michael Porter Jr. overpaid? The Nuggets and him just agreed to a five-year, 207 million dollar contract. He's a sixth player in NBA history to get paid 200 million dollars. His stats in 2021, 19 points per game, 54% from the field and 44% from three. And before we get into this, I want to say that this guy does nothing else on a basketball court good besides scoring. And I know that that's maybe his role, but he does not pass the basketball whatsoever. And I've seen clips of, you know, him in the bubble, literally shooting the ball every time he has it. And I get it. Maybe that's his role with his team because you know, Jokic is kind of that point forward and stuff, but. 200 million dollars for a guy to chuck up shots and sure he does it pretty efficiently which is good but he's got to develop Not his up game. shots if
0: you're making them a lot well,
2: yeah he's got to develop his game into more than just being Agreed. a scorer second year player two, 200 million dollars for just the score is through the roof
1: yeah i mean you want to talk about overpaid let's just compare him to another player who a lot of people would compare like similarly zach levine is a guy who a lot of people used to really only view it as just a score. He he's making half as much money as Michael Porter Jr. now. But he's and up for extension.
0: Guy. Obviously, Levine's being balled right now. We know that.
1: Yeah, but when he signs that extension, he's going to be getting paid the same as Michael Porter Jr. But remember, this is a guy who averaged 28 a game last year on the same efficiency and is also an actual playmaker. He averaged like six assists a game. And he's also a better defender. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is just, he's very one-dimensional in locking yourself in like this for such a long-term deal. I don't like that. Um, I think the other three teams or there's two other teams in the NBA that have three players on max deals and it's the Lakers and Nets and like just comparing the Nuggets like to the Lakers and Nets it's just not even close like Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant versus Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic like you're just oh that's just that's just not a winning formula in my eyes like they'll be good for a very long time but they will never be competing for titles.
0: Yeah, I mean Michael Porter Jr.'s defense is not that bad. It's his defensive box plus minus is pretty average. It, it's pretty average, um, not great. But he's not like a liability on defense. Not I'll say even. that playmaking, he's not good. He's he's a horrible playmaker. We know that he only averages one assist a game. And like Frank said, there's a lot of clips out there where you you'll see him just you know chucking up shots and not passing the ball. But you guys are missing the main point here. This is a guy who is in his second year. S- second year last year. His rookie year was in the bubble, and he only played like 50, like twenty games in his rookie year. So he's really only played like one full season, and he went from averaging nine points a game to nineteen in that one season, nine to nineteen. I can only imagine what he's gonna do in year two to year three. He's gonna average twenty five points a game next year. Is and he especially with Jamal with, Murray back? But Jamal Murray's not gonna be back right away. And, you know, when Jamal Murray is not going to be back, he's going to be averaging 25 a game, still efficient. He's a good Pit. player. And who else is Denver going to get, Frank? Who is Denver going to get no, with his money? No, I'm fine with everybody.
2: Well, nobody now, that's for sure. You, you have to develop other aspects of your game, bro. Have you not seen the clip of him literally just chucking up
0: the ball? He does not pass. Agree, he does but not he, pass. Agree, but it's the second he year. He's only played 80 games. He's only played like 80 career games. He hasn't played that much. There's still time for him to grow, and his potential is through the roof. Coming out of high school, he was a number one player yeah, no, he in the class. And he does. if you're Denver, why would you not pay him? What are you, you going to let him? No, walk? well, Denver
2: and Denver is never going to get a big free agent because they're a small market team and. That, that's why you have to ultimately so why fan, do we have but, a
0: problem with the overpay i don't have a problem just, at all because like could look be at the lakers overpay. big
1: three all on max deals look at the nets big three all on max deals and like just look at the nuggets big
0: three it's okay just, like, russell wow. westbrook how much better is russell westbrook than michael porter i don't know right but then you have lebron and anthony davis like like versus Jokic and like jamal Murray. like russell westbrook's definitely better like for all the people out there getting mad at me he's russ is better than mpj no debate. No, no debate for me. So but well. how much better? I don't I don't know if it's that big of a gap that we really think it
1: is. I don't know. But then look at the Nets big three. Same thing. Like those are three top 12
2: players in the NBA. But you're not like gonna get you're not gonna get that anywhere else, especially in Denver. Like who are they? Look who, at Philadelphia.
0: Big... Tobias Harris on the Max deal. There's a lot of players on the max deals nowadays. Yeah. That, and it's you a know, train wreck not.
1: for them. Look how little flexibility they have right now.
0: But so, what would your recommendation be for a guy who's in his second year only? Tobias Harris is like a tenth-year player. Well, it's really not really his have second year Noah in the
1: It's his second year He's thirty. Year. Really redshirted. A but year. it's
0: really, but he's only played in like a, a, a season full worth of games. He's only okay, played. Well, like why did he only
1: play in a season full worth of games in three seasons? No, so he, he played in fifty. Concerned. He
0: played in fifty games his rookie year because he was hurt, he was hurt, still recovering from the injury. Last year he played in sixty-one of the seventy-two games, so he played a lot last year. He played almost yes, all the but... games he could have. The real. Thing is, for Michael Porter Jr., is that he just had an injury and now he's been fine ever since that injury for the past like a year and a half. He went I mean, he, he jumped from nine to 19 points a game. That's that's a, a crazy jump, that's a substantial he's jump. Shooting-
1: I agree with that. I all I'm saying is like 40 million dollars a year is a lot of money for that for 19 points per game. I mean, but, what did
0: so you don't think next to? You're not expecting him to jump at all next year in points per game. No, not I'm not expecting a, a, point.
1: A, a jump, but at the end of the day, he really is like the third member of like this Nuggets big three. I think he's
0: the second best player. When and he, he reaches his Jamal potential, Murray he'll be better than back? Murray. Like, this
1: guy isn't gonna, this guy isn't gonna like average 25 a game. He's gonna be the third like primary guy. Jokic has the ball in his hands most of the time. Jamal Murray is the point guard. I mean, so what is that lead Porter? You're gonna pay 40 million dollars for a guy to just chuck up shots. And Yes, he's a very talented scorer, but I just don't think that's in today's
0: thing. NBA. You don't there, there, there's a lot, there's a ball for everyone. I mean, the nets have three guys who you know need the ball a lot too. Every okay. team needs talent. It's not about who like, what about Kendrick Nunn. Do?
1: Kendrick Nunn is a guy who shot 38% from three last year, averaged 15 a game. He's making what
0: five million dollars this year. Well, Kendrick Nunn also digressed from year one to two. He got worse. He was he he got worse. MPJ has gotten significantly better from year one to two. And he was, the no- he was the number one player out of high school. Like, we know his ceiling is yeah, through like the So was Jaleel Okafor, too, though. Should I throw a max contract with Jaleel but Okafor? Jaleel Okafor never averaged 20 a game on 55% from the field. He never did that once in his career, not even I don't close, know, for I that just, matter.
1: I would just pump the brakes on this. When I saw the Woes tweet, I was just genuinely And look,
0: shocked. maybe Jamal Murray's better than Porter Jr. Because I like Jamal Murray, and I think he's really underrated Jamal Murray. Because he averaged 27 on that playoff run, and he's a, he's a bucket. And he could score in a lot of different ways. But Porter, Porter is a great player, and there's never, you know, too much talent you can have on a roster. Well, like, that I agree the, with. The, 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 ball is the, used, the ball won't be a problem. The well, ball, there's, no, but there's enough touches. You're enough for paying everyone.
2: him, banking on that, he, sh- like, shows potential and grows. And he's going to grow as a scorer, but he has to grow in more than that aspect and of the game. And he will,
0: but because he's only – so, yes, we're banking well, on the fact that a player – that what has he
2: shown you so far that proves that he will get better as a passer –
0: or I rebounder think a, and I think, playmaker. I, I think he hasn't shown any of that. I mean, as a rebounder and playmaker, he's a good rebound. He jumped from four rebounds to seven last year. And his assists actually jumped, you know, like 20% from 0.8 to 1.1. So that, that's so
1: there's, that's just a per 36 minutes thing. That's probably the exact same per 36. But listen,
0: what we know is that he has shown he showed that he got substantially better from year one to two. So what makes you think he's not gonna get better from year two to three? He will I get said better. he's going to
2: get better as a scorer. I don't think it's worth paying yeah, I think he's gonna get better million as a playmaker here too. to score the basketball. I mean, we hopefully he does. That's what they're paying him right. to grow when, on that. When you're,
0: a, when you're a great scorer, it's easy to become a good playmaker because you have Definitely. so much attention on you. So he'll be able to develop, a, a, to become a good playmaker. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. I think the main concern for him is just, you know, whether he doesn't get hurt. I think that's like the real big thing that nobody's talking about the, the, his play, Are you really saying that playmaking is the only reason why he shouldn't get paid? Because there's a lot of players in the NBA who can't do more than one thing, and they get paid tons of money. Like Steph Curry. Not this He's not much good, money. Steph Curry's an awful defender. He's a terrible defender, Steph Curry. Oh, please anyway, don't
2: compare Michael Porter Jr. to Steph Curry.
0: I'm not. But there's players who have massive flaws who still get paid the bag is what I'm saying.
2: Massive flaw? I mean –
0: Steph Curry's guy, a, a terrible defender. He's a terrible defender.
1: Yeah, but Steph Curry is so unbelievably good at everything else he does that it doesn't matter. Okay, but like Michael is a Porter, Porter Jr. Is that. Have that.
0: My, Michael Porter Jr. The same could be said that you know he's not a good playmaker, but his scoring Michael, is no, he's, so he, elite.
1: Yeah, but Michael Porter Jr. didn't like completely alter the way basketball is played the way Steph Curry does.
0: No, okay, I'm just saying that people ha- who have massive flaws could get paid still. Yeah, but that doesn't make still, it
1: good. That still makes it a mistake. I mean, we touched on
2: Tobias Harris just because Tobias Harris. Okay, also so gets we're paid. just going to
0: not, you're just going to let Jamal. Michael Porter Jr. walked. Then that's a, that's a smart move.
2: I'm not seems. saying that. I'm. Just, I don't I, know why I want to know. I'm talking about graph.
0: I'm talking about graph. I don't know
1: what I would do in that situation, but I would not pay him $40 dollars. Like you're not winning with them. But
0: what are you going to yeah. do then? Are you just gonna, you like, like there's no other, other options? I mean, look at the Nets. You literally
1: have to bank on players signing vet minimums to like play for you. And like, no offense, but Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray don't have the same pull that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving do, or LeBron James, and Anthony. Yeah, but graph.
0: I'm just asking you a simple question. What would they? What had they should have done then? Or what? Could they have done? I other than know. this
1: Maybe let him walk there was no because you're not winning anything. You're you're signing up for five straight years of like the four seed.
0: Okay, but for like a lot of teams, unless you like, unless you're in LA or New York nowadays, you can't become just a title well, contender I, right that's, away.
2: That's I agree with that, and I like Denver's just fine being one of the best seeds like in regular season teams in the West, and. They're fine and with they have that. But like,
0: Jamal Murray, they they could develop into a really scary team. Murray, Porter, and Jokic—that's a good big three if they continue to develop. It, it, no, definitely. They to but they develop.
2: have to—they have to have like the continuous development. And I, Michael Porter Jr. has got to develop into more than a score because oh, someone will. that's getting paid two hundred million dollars can't just be a score. Simple as that.
0: And, yes. The fun thing to keep in note is this deal is only 160 million dollars if he doesn't make an all NBA team, if that makes it any better for you guys. Because yeah, so, so now it's only he's like all a
1: year instead of 40.
0: Okay, so yeah, I mean that so are we that MB, that's what the NBA is nowadays. I mean, guys like Mason Plumley make 16 million a year. Yeah, that's that's contracts.
1: What do you what do you notice about those teams? Those teams that pay Mason Plumley. A lot of guys just get don't paid basketball. a lot of
0: money now. 32 mil for a guy like Michael Porter Jr. But you know, my point much. is the
1: teams that sign those contracts don't win basketball games.
0: The, the Nuggets have been a top three seed the yeah, last three who's years. Who's paying I mean, Mason Plummy right now? Is it the
1: Blazers? Now. It's the Pistons. Oh, the Pistons. You're right, the Pistons. Who did the, well, the Blazers sign the other guy? But, okay, the exactly. The Thank you for proving my point. What are the Pistons winning this year? With Mason what are the Nuggets
0: winning? The Nuggets have won a ton, though. The Nuggets, we'll talk about. They've won a ton. They've been better than the Bulls or the Knicks, to be fair.
1: Sure, but uh, I just uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Let's just move on. Um, Let's talk about um, the Wizards and Russell Westbrook. The Wizards GM, Tommy Shepard, recently was asked, uh, this is a conversation that he had with Westbrook. He was asking him, like, what about the Clippers? Uh, Westbrook said, hell no. Um, Russell Westbrook never actually asked to move on, but he said something like, if I can get to the Lakers, that'd be something I'd want to do. So really what I get out of this is that it's not that Russell Westbrook didn't want to play for the Clippers, it's that he only wanted to play for the Lakers, so everybody else just wasn't even a consideration. He wanted to play with LeBron. He wanted to be in the spotlight and he wanted to be a contender for this season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of surprised he didn't want to play for the Clippers though. Like I get like that. You, you may have a grudge against Kawhi, but I feel like, like those kind of grudges could be healed with like getting to the, know the person more. Maybe you just didn't know Kawhi that much. Did they? They're not obviously friends if you know, they had that kind of beef. So I don't know why you would want to stick to play with Washington, but, you know, I guess he ended up in, you know, the right spot anyway. So for me, this isn't too much of a, a big deal or anything, you know, crazy. I mean,
2: yeah, but at the same time, like he's from Los Angeles and the Lakers were obviously like the big team in Los Angeles, just like the Knicks were the big team in New York. So I get that like connection that he has, you know, to the Lakers. And obviously, would you rather play with LeBron or Kawhi? Like, let me just ask you guys that. I mean, 95% of people are going to say LeBron. So- not surprised he was, that he said we're talking
0: about Wizards or Clippers because he said he would he would rather return to Washington than go to the Clippers. That's yeah, kind of but shocking.
2: W- as I said,
1: what I took out of that is he just only wanted to play for the Lakers, like he wouldn't want to leave the Wizards to play for a team
2: that wasn't the Lakers. I think that was it was pretty, to- yeah, like Lakers are bust almost. That's what it was, yeah, in a sense. I think so. I think so too. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and he told you, like the GM that, and you know, the GM they made it happen, and you know, the Wizards honestly got you know, good out of it too, because they're not going anywhere with what they had with him and Beal. So why not get some assets for it and, you know, move forward?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: And they might honestly be better, be better off this year um, with Beal and then just like a bunch of role players. Yeah, they, they have kind like, of
0: depth now. You like know, Harold, Dinwiddie and Kuzma Kuz, might be like Dan
1: like respectable additions. I don't know. I guess we'll see on that.
0: They have a lot of guys who can like score. I mean, Kuz... Well, yeah, and, and, and Rui Dean now, out.
1: too. I think he'll, he'll really take a step Rui up as a so second did. guy.
0: Mm-hmm. But the defense is still a problem. Like, Harrell is really bad. Like, they, this was a bad defensive team last year, Washington. But that's a
1: question for, like, every Harold Like is the defense.
0: Harrell, Coos, Dinwiddie, those are all terrible defenders. You have uh, – Yeah. And then, like, Beal is, is a horrible defender, too. Like, that team is not going to be good defensively again. Which is yeah, but that's okay. Exactly, bad. they were
1: awful last year too. So like,
0: but th- they won't be as good offensively, I think, especially without Russ and yeah, just we'll the way see. he pushes the pace. Um, but let's talk about you know Tyler here now to end off the episode. Uh, his comments, you know, he, or he had some funny comments. Um, you know, on the upcoming season, he said, "I'm ready for a bounce back year." He said, "No question, I feel like I've had a lot of experience coming into last season, and some people are sleeping on me again." And that way. I'm going to wake up a lot of people again like I did in the bubble my first year. So Tyler Hero is kind of, you know, putting the league on notice, saying he's going to have a big season. Um, for me, I do think that Tyler Hero is disrespected. Last year, his stats really weren't even worse than his first year. They were the same. If you look at it, they were the same. So the fact that people thought he just fell off a cliff was like kind of funny to me because he really didn't fall off a cliff. He just produced the same way, just, I guess maybe they wanted to see another jump, but you know, you, you can't always, you know, get that it would, without the COVID season. He, I think he had COVID, you know, it was just a weird season last year. I think he'll bounce back and have a, a good season with, with Miami.
2: But he was like, they expected him to keep up what he did in the bubble. That's why people were like, he fell off. That's, well, no, that's... He, he
0: did keep up what he did in the bubble. He just didn't improve on that. He I don't know. His, his percentages were a
2: little it. down, like
1: specifically his three point percentage was a little down. And I think, the main reason Hero was such a target for so much hate is because of the fact that the Heat opted the not Jack to package him in a deal with James Harden.
0: Yeah, that, that's um, true, too.
1: And, like, I get it. Like, oh, I had to throw in Duncan Robinson in a first-round pick, too. But, like, it's James Harden. Like, James Harden, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really where a lot of the hate stems from, I do agree. I, I think he, that's where
1: all the hate stems from, honestly. But also,
0: like, kind of, like, his, like, personality.
2: Personality, like, yeah. He's, like, kind
0: of, like, it seems like you know ig model girlfriend you know jack harlow music videos all he seems to care about is not basketball stuff even nothing like that's a bunch drift. of like i mean it kind of yeah. is somewhat true he does kind of seem to not really care too much well no I'm i like, know like, i mean but but listen, listen, like, have have a life, he made the have NBA, though yeah exactly, exactly. To, yeah, yeah.
2: like listen he definitely works out a ton i'm sure still and but he just doesn't post that you don't need to post your work like you know does tom brady yeah, go, go on instagram and post all of his workouts no no, you the know problem what? is
0: when you post, you post like your pictures of you with the IG model. That's the problem exactly. people have. Like, like well, if when people, nobody would care though.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know what? Hero too. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if I'd say I'm a Kentucky fan, but I'm a huge fan of coach Cal and the way that, you know, Kentucky develops players and makes them into great pros. I mean, you want to talk about it. If you put together a team of all, all the, the guards, Kentucky yeah. guys in the NBA, they're winning a ring. So, you know, and Tyler Hero was good at Kentucky, was good in his first few years, and I think, honestly, he's probably the fourth-best player or fifth-best player in that class, you know, outside of Ja, RJ, and Zion. He's definitely up there with some of the other guys like DeAndre Hunter and Garland, but he's legit, and I think he's going to have a good season, too, and he's going to be in a little bit, I guess, the six-man role this year, right? Because I think they need to start him because that starting lineup has zero
1: three-point shooting. Duncan Robinson?
0: Well, they, they, they guess, said six-man uh, for Hero. I, Say, I Bam jay Bam can't Duncan. shoot.
1: Jimmy can't shoot. Kyle PJ Lowry, Kyle Rucker, Lowry. Okay. and PJ Tucker. like
0: maybe PJ adding. Tucker, but,
1: I don't know. PJ, PJ could Tucker's shoot the corner like, three.
0: Yeah, not I think really. they're gonna just bring you all like, the bench.
1: One point per game in yeah, the Yeah, he's playoffs. averaging
0: like one point a game last year in the playoffs. Yeah, he hasn't really. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but outside of shooting, Robinson, shooting. they have no shooting. But I guess they don't want them on the floor together at the same time too much. I don't know. They got too some much
0: stuff. I don't know. But they need more scoring off the bench without Kendrick Nunn now. They need bench scoring. I, I feel mean, like Hero's just going to gonna be like a
2: career Lou Will, just like a really, really good six man for like a long, long time.
0: He could be into a starter on a starter. No, I think
2: he could be a starter eventually, too. I mean, probably when Lowry's gone, I'm sure he's going to start at point guard, but he's like kind of one of those guys that can come in and just like have those really great, great killer scoring games. Like when it's his night, it's his night, kind of like JR, too. And then when it's not, it's bad. And just like a really popular yeah. player, too. I feel like that, they're, like he's kind of similar to those guys.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, the hate is so unfair with him. It's like, I don't know, I guess they just like pick and choose who they want to hate on. Cause like, do we really care if like what he's doing outside of basketball? I guess no, people but if you po- nowadays, like
2: but- you said, if you post like that so much, like people, then people will be like, you know, nonstop. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why but I think. What do
0: they expect? Like the guys who don't post on social media, they still go to clubs and stuff. They still hang out with these people. Like everyone acts like athletes are just like these, um, you know perfect people like and not all athletes should be role models and, and like nothing wrong with like going out and like unless you're not like you know, promoting he's not committing any legal he's not promoting any legal he's living himself. his life
2: i mean everyone like you said everyone lives their life the way they want to do it as long as you're not doing anything wrong it's fine but some people share it with other people on social media and some people don't
0: That's the thing, i think he shares a little bit too much because like he, there's like some pictures where like he's like there's some pictures that like it's like you know he's like making out with his girlfriend on an ig post i guess people have a problem with that it's a little too far maybe for some people and then like the title the Jack Harlow music videos where he's like hopping on the jet, like sprinkling all his cash. Maybe I, don't know, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's both sides to it. I guess, you know, you could just pick a side on that. Um, but that's going to be it um, from us on the sneaky sports podcast season three episode number 74 on this Friday, October 1st, 2021 real quick, before we hop off on here, just want to make sure to let you guys know to rate and review the podcast. If you guys have not done that already, It would really help us out a lot. Hit a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, if you're on YouTube watching, leave a like on this video and subscribe to the channel if you are new. And yeah, that's going to be it from us. We'll see you guys on Monday or Tuesday. I keep saying Monday. See you guys on Tuesday um, for some NFL week four uh, reactions. Peace, fellas.